0: That's where mental health and the church have to bridge together, because what the church fails to do is because they have their views on marriage. I get it. Marriage is um, it should be cut as a covenant. And so to separate, it hurts. It does hurt. But at the end of the day, being in this abusive relationship, I think to myself, how can one pursue God on a true level if they're in this situation where it's like flight or fight every day. Yes. Every week. Yes. You walk in yes. on eggshells, you don't know if you're gonna get, like you said, jack dumb Dr. Jack or Dr. Hat or whatever the right. case may be. And I'm not speaking of any sort of race, I'm speaking of a color. If it's white, it's not right. <laughs> yes. <Is that> part? <laughs> so white friend. If this was you, if this was me calling you, one, are you gonna answer for me? And then after you answer the phone, are you gonna show up? And then it, and then it it gave it gave a parameter, amen, on how I need to love her. Talk about that. He says Christ loved the church. Oh, he gave his life. Put that man up. When that man walks through the door, telling man, look at my man coming in give us your fine son. <laughs> you, you, you pushing that man, and this is when you know you dealing not talk in a flight way.
1: You get an envelope in the mailbox, you don't open it, you avoid it. avoided. So, yeah, the signs, um, the abusive signs were uh, subtle um, at first, but they were there um, and they became obvious. Eventually, um, mm-hmm. he started telling me what I c- could wear, um, what I shouldn't wear um who I could hang out with, who I shouldn't hang out with and um you know where I could go and and not go uh he became a father figure. Um and because mm-hmm. I never had one in my life uh you know I allowed it. I allowed because you know I didn't know that you know mm-hmm. it shouldn't be this way. <laughs> Because again, you know, I didn't know uh, that that wasn't normal or mm. should Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so. Look, wow. no, go ahead. You have a question.
0: And I was just that. Um, no, I'm gonna let you finish because I wanna. I wanna make sure you get it out. And i And I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. I got a question towards the end. Okay. So.
1: You know, we we began, you know, fighting, arguing a lot, um and again that kind of became my norm, you know. Uh I'm thinking, you know, all relationships argue and fight, but the kind of fights we got in now looking back, that shouldn't have been anybody's norm. I'm talking about fighting to the point to where I I felt the need to use a, a hot iron Uh, to defend myself Mm -hmm. or roller skates or you know it should never be that you know going through a glass door and breaking Mm. that that's that's that should not be anyone's norm Mm -hmm. so you know we were doing all of that and in front of the kids (laughs) Wow. so you know there are witnesses to abuse, and um that's that's a whole topic in and of itself as well being a witness um to abuse is also traumatic for the witness- the person who's witnessing the abuse um yeah, yeah. so you know he would uh do things like he became bold um real bold with how he uh, oppressed me um to where it wasn't just. Contained in the household. Um, he would get so bold to where we would go out, we would um, go on these card uh, game um, uh, nights out with other couples. And um, oh Lord, don't let me renege in a game. I hope mm-hmm. oh, it, it, it wasn't where he would wait until we got home to get me. He got so bold, he would start doing it. In public, he would start doing it in front of people, and um, mm-hmm. admonish me and and you know reprimand me, belittle me, berate me in front of everyone. You so stupid and and expletives that I won't you know say on here and um, just really made me feel so small. And it got to the point where you know I felt the way whenever we came around people. You know, I it was like walking on eggshells all the time. I just never knew who I was going to get, Jekyll or Hyde. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that too, you know, instilling that fear is a way of control. That's that's the way to control a person is to instill fear. You know, that's a tactic that the enemy has used since the beginning, is to instill mm-hmm. fear. You know, if if we even think about uh the history of, of uh world wars, you know, how mm-hmm. you know, a whole population of people can be controlled, you know, and so mm-hmm. that was something that he was really good at doing. And um he would rip my clothes off if you know I wore something that was too form fitting or um I was showing too much leg or cleavage or what have you. He would literally rip my clothes off or, um, on a couple of occasions, he took a butcher knife and ripped my clothes off of me.
0: Oh my God,
1: Jesus. Yeah. And just cut them right on off of me so that I wouldn't be able to use those clothes and wear those again. So, um, you know, just, just a lot of manipulation, financial manipulation, um, everything, you know, and we uh understand or we know about you know the, the domestic violence wheel, and it um identifies what uh domestic violence looks like intimate partner violence looks like, and so it's not just physical, <laughs> it's not just the hitting kicking you know all of that um but it's also the the psychological which is more so. <laughs> impairing not just impactful but impairs another person so it's oppressive you know so he would use the intimidation um he would use the emotional abuse putting me down um he would use the isolation and you know telling me who i couldn't could not hang out with and uh, minimizing me of course you know i didn't have an opinion i couldn't have an opinion about anything his way or the highway blaming god um even using the kids <laughs> you know against me and um of course oh the male privilege <sighs> the male privilege <laughs> ladies married ladies specifically know that no still means no even in a marriage mm-hmm. no still means no even in a marriage the word says mm-hmm. He was talking about... Repeat that portion again, Miss Diane. The word says what? To not defile the bed. And he was talking to a married couple. He was talking to married couples. And Mm. so um, that is, you know, of course not bringing someone else into it, but as well as abuse in that bedroom. That's Mm. abuse. And, you know, my ex would rape me. and would say well it's mine and you're mine and you know i got papers on you all of that and i would literally just get raped not wanting to to you know and if i try to fight it or fight him oh my gosh I, i'll never forget this one time we had just got that bedroom set just got it. it was brand new brand new and here he goes and um For whatever reason, I think we had just had an argument earlier that day, and I was just like, nope, not feeling it. And of course, here he comes, you know, and he took it and he broke the bed. He broke the headboard from the frame. Brand new set. Broke the headboard from the frame, trying Hmm. to hold me down. And I was doing everything I could. (laughs) To, get, to keep
0: yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and oh broken. Brand new set. Miss Diane, can I can I say something? Cause this was one of the elephants in the room, right? So I say something on the whole story Sundays where I say, um, we're going to address the elephants in the room and we're going to un we gonna lift up the carpets that everybody swept stuff under it okay and the reason why i say that is because out the elephant in the room because you brought up marriage which we saw shows how in sync we are tonight because i was wanting to talk about how you know in christianity m- divorce is not okay a lot yeah. of people feel that divorce is not gotten. and And hey, you know, a pink tomato, tomato, Mm -hmm. I believe that God is a God of grace. Yes. But I also believe in marriage. I love marriage. I've been Mm -hmm. around marriage mostly my whole entire life. So I have a respect for marriage. But in cases where you're being abused physically, psychologically, financially, and sexually, Mm. can you speak to women who may be considering? not even just women, because I don't want to just say women. I'm going to say men because men get abused too. Can you speak to people who are afraid of the um separating or divorcing their partner out of fear that they'll be ostracized from the church when (laughs) in fact if i am being abused how can i get to my purpose how can i serve god in spirit and in truth when i'm in this abusive situation everything is from survival so can you speak to that can you go ahead and address that elephant for the people
1: yes oh my goodness that's part of my story actually you know, um, being in the church all of my life and um, going through uh, my divorce was the most devastating thing that, you know, up to that point that I I could experience um, and didn't feel that I had any support mm-hmm. from the church because, you know, of course, growing up in the church, you know, they they teach you that, you know, you just stick with stick in there and do all you can and you know, uh, just get some counseling and all of that. And whereas counseling has its place and it's great, but two people have to want to make it work. It can't Mm -hmm. be one-sided, you know? And, um, I went through all of that and just did not get the support that I needed, um, at that time. And I I literally went through that divorce by myself and it, Uh it was, it was super tough, but for the women who are in abusive relationships, um, you know, seek God's guidance because mm-hmm. I can't tell you to leave. I sh- no one should tell you to leave necessarily. Um, but, you know, y- you really have to use not only. And I, I'm, again, I'm choosing my words wisely because I don't want to offend Um Common sense, of course, we know is not as common, mm-hmm. but yes, we have to use some common sense, but then we mm-hmm. also have to use the Holy Spirit and the wisdom that mm-hmm. he gives us, you know, and then there are cues. There are things that, sh- that are obvious to you, not to anyone no. else, to mm-hmm. you, you know, when enough should be enough. Start paying mm-hmm. attention to when to you aren't functioning um, in a healthy way anymore. And you, you're only mm-hmm. um, perpetuating the problem because uh, as long as you stay in it, it will continue. What you allow will continue.
0: So oh my God. You know,
1: no one can tell another woman when enough is enough. Not even another woman who's been abused, such as myself. You know, mm. I can't tell. I see other women. I see I see a lot of people who are in abusive relationships, but I can't tell. Although that's my story. I still can't tell them, hey, sis, you need to go on and go. They have to get to the place to where enough is enough for them. Um. You know, God does mm-hmm. not want us to be oppressed by anyone, Mm-mm. any population of people, any person. Mm including your spouse. He does not. Mm. Um, I'm trying to recall the scripture. Um, there was a scripture that I read not too long ago. Matter of fact, uh, a couple of days ago, and I can't think of where it is. I know it's in the Old Testament where uh, I want to say it's in Exodus, but, um, and and mm. God was telling them that um, uh, basically to, to put it in layman's terms that we could. He said he hates divorce. God did say that. He said, I hate divorce. Mm-hmm. But um, we, if we have to separate, then we should do it, not treacherously. And and if the scripture's mm-hmm. not coming to mind, but I know it's in Exodus and we should not do it in a treacherous way. Um, but in other words, if you have to. If you have to. So that's telling you right there. He, he mm-hmm. didn't say, you know, just don't do it, period for for any reason mm-hmm. if you have to
0: do God. it don't do
1: it in a treacherous way so what does that tell us you know he is allowing us in out if it's necessary if it's necessary amen
0: Amen. I, and that's what I wanted to point to, um, is that you find people just staying in these abusive relationships. We know there's that psychological component where that fear is much more greater than their um rationale if that Mm -hmm. makes sense or their reasoning rather so basically like the fear of leaving can can provoke like i'm going to say because of that but it's also that part where there's a lot of condemnation from the church Mm -hmm. where you know i'm a church girl through and through i love god i love the church but that's the that's where mental health and the church have to bridge together because what the church fails to do is because they have their views on marriage i get it marriage is um it should be cut as a covenant and so to separate it hurts it does hurt but at the end of the day being in this abusive relationship i think to myself how can one Pursue God on a true Level if they're in this situation Where it's like flight or fight Every day yes every week yeah. You walking yeah. on eggshells you don't know If you're gonna get like you said Jack, um, Dr. Jekyll or Dr. Hyde or whatever the right. case May be
1: you don't know Right. And see, marriage, you know, the institution of marriage, of course, um, is of God. And, you know, Mm -hmm. God had purpose for marriage, Mm -hmm. of course, Mm -hmm. you know, to come together two people, a man and a woman to uh, procreate and all of that. But also um, it was a um, a type, I should say. I was going to say foreshadowing, but it's a type um, um, uh, of relationship. That um, mm. we have with God, because um, of course we're Jesus' bride, we're His bride, and mm. so you know the institution of marriage was supposed to—I'm um, trying to use—not not mimic, but it was supposed to be an example of the relationship that we have with Christ, as the husband is to be the Lord of his household, the protector, and yes. the protector, and all of that, and so. You know, if he is breaking that covenant, you know, Mm. then, of course, we need to take that to the Lord, um, of course, uh, because just because someone has done something or violated a vow doesn't necessarily mean go to divorce court. Um, But, of course, we need to, you know, seek God's guidance. And and, um, if that's through a godly person um or directly with god we need to seek his guidance but marriage was supposed to have purpose to lead people Mm -hmm. to christ that's what it was supposed to do so as you were um, alluding to you know if that marriage is hindering um your relationship with christ if it is um impairing you in in um, daily functioning even um, it's a negative distraction and you can't mm-hmm. move forward. You can't grow in Christ. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's, you gotta, and
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying because I just think of Judgment Day. I do. A lot of the times what comes to my mind is um, okay, we all got an answer to why we didn't reach our book in heaven. Why we didn't do our purpose while we didn't i believe that true marriage comes together to complete a purpose that furthers the kingdom of god so my thing is is that i know you were in this abusive situation women all around the world have been in abusive situations but when you get to god on judgment day he's still going to make you answer for but why wasn't his purpose completed Yes. Why yes. did you spend this X amount of number of years on earth and you never completed your purpose? Right. Why didn't you start that homeless shelter? Why didn't you go become a therapist? Why didn't you go become a doctor? Right. And is if your response is because I was in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. does that account to not
1: completing your purpose? Exactly. It's only an excuse. And yes, you will be standing there alone. <laughs> you know, having to take an account, you know, for what you did or didn't do. My so God. I, don't, I don't want him to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. I never knew you. I don't, I, that's, that's one of the scariest scriptures, you know, in the Bible, you know, here you're thinking that you, you know, living out God's purpose and you're living right, righteously. And he tells you, <laughs> You know, depart from me. So you, you make a very good point to that. You know, we have a responsibility, even the victim, even the victim yeah. has yeah. a responsibility, <laughs> you know, My because God. that person, um, and, 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 and again, I'm I really trying to be careful because I know people can take things in different ways be, and I don't want anyone to feel offended by anything that we're saying today. Not at all. We're only trying to help, not harm. But you know, um, we're not saying that because uh the victim is being victimized and being abused, that um they're wrong for staying in it. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying at all, you know, and I don't want that to be misconstrued mm-hmm. anyway, you know, but it's it is up to the individual to decide when enough is enough for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're not mm-hmm. we're not judging you if you at all, guys,
0: please, please know that. Please know what I'm saying more so is towards the church is yes. what I'm basically saying is if you're in a relationship and you can't. Well, every time you pray it, it's that God will make him not abuse you. Then how are you can't seek God for the things that he truly Want you to seek him for if that makes sense. Exactly. Uh, And then you can't do purpose in an abusive relationship because you're under distress. That's the main thing I'm saying is when you can't praise God under distress in any aspect of the word. If you're poor and you don't have any food, you can't praise God. You know, it's the the same. Come
1: on, that's why Jesus wanted. He He met me. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's
0: that's look that's (laughs) mental health one on one. I can't even. Even talk to you about your mental health until I feed you because right. you ain't gonna be able to focus on this session if you're hungry, you know right. what I'm saying
1: exactly. So,
0: that's the main every time Jesus came to someone in the Bible, he met a need for them,
1: right? Yep, hmm. Everybody he in the mental health field call it uh, Maslow's uh, hierarchy. No, that Go was on. Jesus, that came from the word, okay? Meet that needs, forget some Maslow, that was Jesus. <laughs> All right. They well. know <laughs> Maslow. took that from the Bible, okay? Because
0: Jesus, great. Jesus healed people, and then they served Him. Once they yeah. were healed and they weren't under distress, they could serve. Mm-hmm. And that's more so what I'm getting to, Miss Ann, You say something, right? Pain out the purpose. Can you bring awareness to that?
1: Oh man, yes. Um, I think this or, is or, the perfect segue. Yes, to repurpose your pain. You know, mm-hmm. although, you know, I just talked about some of the unnecessary things that I allowed myself to go through. Um I I still am a believer and believe that all things work together for the good. And mm-hmm. I don't regret any of those experiences anymore. Anymore. I used I to. Love this. I used to be what I call, I know you've heard me say this over the uh, years, I used to be the why, why, why me whiner. And yeah. <laughs> wondering why. No,
0: I, that was new. Like, you always have something new. Not the why, why, why me whiner.
1: I love that. Yeah. Why, why whiner? That was me. Why did my father reject me? Why did I have to, be, why, why did I, in all of this stuff, but you know I, I really had to stop and just take a look at myself, you know, although some things happened, some things occurred that was beyond my control, but mm-hmm. what I did how I responded to those things was on me mm-hmm. <laughs> we can repurpose the pain um mm-hmm. in repurposing pain uh all those experiences, negative experiences, trauma experiences, all of that that God allowed me. He didn't he didn't a- a- some storms he bring, but some storms we bring on ourselves that he allowed mm. me to go through work for my good. Because I would not be able to sit before other people and help them in their situations while in mm. distress. And I not been in distress myself and don't know what it looks like. It's oh hard my God. somebody If you don't even know what hurt and harm looks like, how oh, almost you Miss Diane you've been through anything. It doesn't necessarily mean that you had to experience the exact same thing that I've been through, but just to know pain. Mm-hmm. To know what it feels like to be without or or what have you, you can't help me. My God. So now I do understand that yes, some of that stuff was unnecessary that I brought on myself, but even that, even that, God used it for my good because where oh God. God turns that thing, He could turn it and flip it and turn it around, and He mm-hmm. did it. And I'm not ashamed. In oh anything any part of my story and you know i i'm disclosing a lot of stuff um to you on this and it used to be a time where i wouldn't talk about everything that i've been through because it was too shameful and i didn't want people to, mm-hmm. to perceive me away. but you know what <laughs> it's whatever you know yeah. those kids they get it. and the ones they don't it's not for you it does not, they, it's
0: not for them. And you know what, Miss Ann, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I'm going to say something and I'm kind of cautious about saying it, but I'm going to just say it mm-hmm. the way God intends things. I believe though we have to go through that traumatic, that shameful experience. It becomes our capital mm-hmm. because now you're able to capitalize off of something that took so much from you. It withdrew more than it deposited. Well, come on, come on girl. you know what I'm saying? mm. <laughs> all right. you're now being able to reap off a of pain. And I'm like, man, this is why I got all things work together for the good. Because yeah. though you were abused, though you were without a fatherless child, quote unquote, yeah. God still made it so that now you get clients who go through similar situations and yeah. you can pinpoint it and you can talk to that thing and help them get through those things. And then she wrote this book called Fear is a Liar. My God. <laughs> my God. See, the yes. only way you can talk about stuff like that and get that type of revelation mm. about something is if you've been through something, Miss yes. Diane. And I'm telling you, like, you help so many people. Praise you help God. me. You know Praise what I'm saying? Too. So I'm, I'm living testimony of what a good therapist can do for a person Praise because God. that's what you've been for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So Please. I'm saying all of that to say, You know, I think that's why this is so beautiful. And that's all I was trying to say is after a while, our pain can make us capital.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It might not
0: always be monetary capital. It's going to be the people you're going to meet, the experiences you're going to get, the opportunities you're going to get because you've been through something that can help the next person. All
1: right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just having a conversation with my husband the other night. Um, and I was saying, uh, cause he had made a comment to me and said, man, you getting a lot of people wanting you to speak here. Lane. And I was like, I, I don't advertise myself. I don't market myself, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's God, it's God, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. seeking any gain from it or anything, you know, and, um, it's just, it's, it's really amazing to me. It really mm-hmm. is. And it just really and reinforces that, that belief that all things work together, for the good, you know, of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And I I know that I am called. You know, I I don't just look to to do things right, but righteously. You know, there's a difference. Mm. And so, you know, God is opening up doors. You know, and and you and I know that it, this this for me ain't about money. At mm-hmm. all. It's, it's not, Mm-mm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's just really about helping that next one because I, again, I didn't get the help that I needed back then, you but know. You, but you know what,
0: Miss Diane, that, that though is also the capital, the seat. Okay. Can I just say something, Miss Diane? I, mm-hmm. I just got to say it. Listen, Miss <laughs> Diane, it was a lot of days that. I prayed for a therapist. Mm. Okay. I asked God to please tell me, like show me who my therapist is. Because honestly, Miss Diane, I'm 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 the type of person, I'm a one and done type of girl. I, I can't date around. I, I I can't date multiple men at one time because I just, I'm just a one type, one woman, one man, woman. I need yes. to only have one guy that I'm dating at one yes. time because it's too difficult for me to date around. Yes. I'm the same with a hairstylist, the same with a nail tech. Okay. I don't have commitment issues. I just like to commit to the, to what I'm committed right. to. I said, God, I need to find my therapist the first time. Wow. So when I walked into your office, I knew that's what you were wow, for
1: me. Oh my God.
0: And I'm going to be honest with you, Miss Diane. I started therapy in 2019. In 2020, after about a good four or five months of therapy, I started the whole story. Sunday's podcast. Yes, That's what healing does for you. Mm. Healing makes you want to teach other people mm. how to obtain it. That's capital Ooh. for the kingdom. Mm. Because guess what? I can reach my people over here. You can reach your yes. people over here. But either way, we bringing them back to the kingdom
1: That's that's right and that's what it's about you know each one teach one you know and what you learn you spread and you teach somebody else and then they teach somebody yes. else that's how we are supposed to do yes and that <laughs> now that's what me, i'm saying girl. so yeah so for you
0: for you to teach me those skills a lot of the things I, it, honestly, Ms. Diane, I always knew that I wanted to work in mental health, but I never really thought I wanted to be a therapist. Wow. So, it wasn't until after having therapy that I realized the benefit of therapy. Ooh. I thought to myself, if if this worked for me, imagine yeah. how I can help somebody else. Ooh, my
1: God. And I
0: hope from therapy other therapists will arise because they recognize yeah. is if you got a good therapist on your side, it is such a need and yeah. it Helps people truly, it does when you're called to it. Right. So, I think for me, what I'm just trying to say is for me in my life, it's you serve a much greater purpose Mm -hmm. than just being my therapist.
1: Wow. Wow. That is, oh, Mm, thank you. Thank you. You're like human
0: currency, Miss Diane. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And I love it too. And that's so, that's, that's basically. Wow. wow, my God! This we only answered none, none of the questions that I have
1: <laughs> that's that's all right that's all right, but you know, I did want to expound on some of the misconceptions um about um domestic violence. Can you bust the myth
0: bust <laughs> the myth about domestic violence? That was my favorite question. and I want you to
1: bust the myth for me, okay, so one is and i um I had jotted down a few just so I wouldn't go too far on any tangent. So let, if you don't mind, I'm going to pull it up um, because there, there are a lot of myths. There, there are more than what I'm going to talk about right now, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to expound on six of them. OK, so one, okay. Is it's unusual. That's a myth that domestic violence is unusual. <laughs> wow! That, yeah, it, it's actually a myth because one in four women and one in seven men will experience relationship violence in their lives.
0: Oh God. Oh God. In four,
1: which means if, if you know, eight people, two of them, <laughs> two of them uh, might be in a domestic violence situation. OK, so that's a quarter of people, a quarter of people. And domestic violence accounts for nearly a quarter of all violent victimizations. A quarter of them. A quarter. Yep. Yep. That's a lot. That's a lot. So that's one myth that is unusual because many people think that domestic violence is uncommon and it hardly Mm -hmm. ever exists. But we know that that's not true. And that's because a lot of times it goes unreported. So, you know, people don't talk about it. And like, you know, I just uh, mentioned a few minutes ago, I kept my mouth shut. I, I, I was taught through my negative experiences, my trauma experiences to keep my mouth shut because <laughs> oh be? nobody care. So, you know, a lot. I think the numbers would probably increase if all of the encounters of domestic violence were reported. I think the numbers yes. would increase. Yeah. I do yeah. two. I, I think, think that
0: exactly. one and four would probably turn into a three and four. Because I, even you'll be surprised, Miss I know you won't, because we work in mental health, so nothing really surprised us that much anymore. Okay. But a lot of people don't recognize that even that's the case with sexual abuse. That that kind of cope. I know a lot of people, like if you in a room with 10 people. About five or six of them have been in a sexually abusive encounter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and some don't recognize it as such. No, they don't. A lot mm-hmm. of them don't. Especially men. You, I've heard so many men tell me that they lost their virginity to
1: older women.
0: Gosh. They were like 12. And this woman is like 30. You were Gosh. molested.
1: Whew. I took. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm not. You, going to, I'm not, you consented, yes. but you didn't consent. At I mean, okay. I I don't got nothing. I'm gonna just let that one go because we talking about yes. domestic violence. Wow. So, but what you're saying is domestic violence is underreported, which makes it seem like it's unusual, and it's
1: not. Exactly. Exactly. So mm. that's one myth. Another one is domestic violence is always physical or it's only physical. That's a myth. It's not just physical. That's just only one. Really? Yeah, some people think that it's not really domestic violence if you weren't hit, kicked, punched, slapped, pu- uh, shoved or what have you. They they are, <laughs> they think that it's not, it's really not considered domestic violence. And really? domestic violence wow. is actually mainly psychological. Mainly, <laughs> if we look at that wheel, the domestic violence wheel, all in the spokes is psychological. It's only the outer mm. part of the wheel is the physical. The sexual and the physical, right? But Mm -hmm. it's all inside. If you look at the wheel inside those folks, it's mainly psychological (laughs) abuse, which is the intimidating, using intimidation, um, using emotional abuse, using isolation, minimizing, denying, and blaming, using children, using the male privilege, using the economic abuse, and coercion and threats. yeah. Wow, I
0: did. You know, Mister, B- I'm gonna be honest. I was thinking physical abuse. I mm. almost categorized domestic violence as the physical portion, and I let everything else was kind of like the the fruit of the tree, while domestic violence was the tree. But what mm. you're telling me is domestic violence is the tree. Period. It's no verbal. It, it's just that if you're being domestically abused. Is in any way, shape, form, possible. When I think about it, that's true, because domestic is more so like the household. So mm-hmm. if somebody is withholding finances from you, you are
1: being domestically abused, because how can you take care of your household? That's oppression, isn't it? Is that not being oppressed? Yes, it is. Abuse. My God. Abuse. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure is. And intimate partner violence exists on a continuum of behaviors, so it can start out uh, one way, and it can evolve. It can progress into other maladaptive behaviors. You know, it can start out, such as in the case for me, um, as, "Hey, you know, don't don't wear that. Don't wear that out. Mm-mm, you're not you're not going out in that." Uh, to um, now, I, I I'm grabbing the keys. He's grabbing the keys from me. And I can't drive our car, you know, to where, you know, I, I can't go out with certain friends, you know, to, I mean, it can escalate to now he's been literally me in public, all of that. <laughs> so to to now physical violence and, and even that sexual abuse. So, yeah, it definitely. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. <laughs> yep. So, you know,
1: and because people don't necessarily see it in that way, and I'm so glad that you were so transparent just now admitting that that's how you thought about this Mm -hmm. as well. I can imagine, you know, how many people that are listening to this right now might think the same. And, you know, because people don't believe that domestic violence involves all else, the Mm -hmm. psychological things that I just named, they stay in it longer. Thinking that, like I said earlier, oh, this is the norm. This is what happens in
0: relationships. Right. Because, Ms. Diane, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not know that. And this is this is why, guys, even being a mental health professional, mental health is so broad that it's so many different areas that you may not know that much about. Yeah. So, like I said, if it wasn't for me working at PHP, I would have never known anything about this population being an insecure population when i say insecure what i mean guys i ain't talking about no physical appearance i'm talking about what they lack so a lot of the times people who have been domestically abused lack resources because they've been isolated away from family and support